This is the G Podcast with your host, Tommy B. Hey, what up, G? Welcome to the G Podcast. Every week, we talk opinion, culture, current events, news, politics. A lot going on this week, as always, y'all. It's been a hectic last few weeks, and the, um, we're going to give you an update on the Fort Worth um, tragedy, as I like to call it, uh, as most people are calling it. Uh, an update on the uh, Tatiana Jefferson shooting and murder. Uh, and also, we'll talk about some impeachment and uh, what's going on there. And I'm Tommy B., of course, former host of the GP3 podcast, also uh, current host of the You Need to Know podcast, and of course, the G podcast. And on the panel, got to say what's up. Um, Vi, you there, man? It's been a minute. <laughs> so, uh, my uh, esteemed panel is in the building. Uh, I want to say what's up to uh, Vi Lyons in the building. Uh, I think CEO Hayes may be coming along in just a few minutes. We'll see. And also, uh, Lakeisha Russell. Lakeisha's in the building, uh, licensed counselor and founder of the Evolving Chair um, Counseling Service. And I think she'll be there in just a few minutes as well. Um, also, uh, you know, Vi's in the building. Vi's like my voice of reason. So hopefully my voice of reason will definitely be here for this show. We got a lot on the table. And uh, definitely want to give you guys all the updates and everything, what's going on. And But you know what? Before we get into episode six, I want to play something um, just to get us rolling. And um, I want to play this. Um, this occurred this week. Tributes poured in following the death of popular congressman Elijah Cummings. Cummings represented the Baltimore area. He died early Thursday morning after a battle with long-term health problems. He was just 68 years old. His death hit other House members particularly hard. Here's Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi. He lived the American dream. And his own family's parents were sharecroppers. He Beta Kappa from Howard and a chairman, a very important committee in the Congress of the United States. Even President Trump, who Cummings was investigating, sent his warmest condolences via Twitter. I want to also play this. Uh, these are some of, uh, man, uh, Congressman Cummings' just greatest uh, comments. When we hear about stories coming out from you and your agency that everything is pretty good, you're doing a great job. I guess you, you feel like you're doing a great job, right? Is that what you're saying? We're doing our level best in a very challenging What does that mean? What does that mean when a child is sitting in their own feces, can't take a shower? Come on, man. What's that about? None of us would have our children in that position. They are human beings. We are the United States of America. We are the greatest country in the world. We are the ones that can, can go anywhere in the world and save people. Make sure that they have diapers. Make sure that they have toothbrushes. Make sure that they're not laying around defecating in some silver paper. Come on. We're better than that. But I'm just saying to you, I want to, first of all, thank you. I know that this has been hard. I know that you face a lot. I know that you are worried about your family. But this is a part of your destiny. And hopefully, this portion of your destiny will lead to a better, a better a better Michael Cohen, a better Donald Trump, a better United States of America, and a better world. And I mean that from the depths of my heart. When we're dancing with the angels, the question will be asked, in 2019, what did we do to make sure we kept our democracy intact? Did we stand on the sidelines and say nothing one year ago today on my mother's dying bed at 92 years old, former sharecropper? Her last words were, do not let them take our votes away from us. They had fought. She had fought and seen people harmed, beaten, trying to vote. 
talk about inalienable rights. Voting is crucial. And I don't give a damn how you look at it. There are efforts to stop people from voting. That's not right. This is not Russia. This is the United States of America. And I will fight until the death to make sure every citizen, whether they're Green Party, whether they're Freedom Party, whether they're Democrat, whether they're Republican, whoever has that right to vote. Because it is the essence of our democracy. Absolutely. And I wanted to play that first. Elijah Cummings passed away Friday, um, lengthy illness. It was on again, off again. He had had surgery, uh, meant a whole lot to Baltimore, but actually he let, he just meant a lot to the world, to U.S., to the U.S. Um, and I wanted to play that clip. Um, the first part of the clip, he was actually addressing the issue uh, with um, the immigrant children uh, and home, homeland security. Uh, the second part, if you, if you didn't pick up on it, he was having that conversation to, uh, with, um, uh, God, Michael Cohen, who was, um, 45's former personal lawyer. And then, of course, talking about voting at the end. But rest in peace, man, 68 years old. We lost a great one, you know, and, and those kind of folks who are really, um, you know, the folks who are on the front lines, who are willing to say things that a lot of other, uh, many of our leaders won't say, which I'll get to that in a few minutes. Uh, Elijah Cummings dead at 68. Um, rest in peace. Vicitas, Vi, you in the yes, building, man? You in my building, here, man? Brother. All right. Yeah, I'm here. All right. Also, I see um, Lakeisha. Lakeisha, uh, how you doing? Yes, I'm here. Excellent. You know what, Lakeisha? I, I, I want to call you Lakeisha Grant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a power fan, so... Uh, you know, I'm not going to go there I on know, you, okay? It's like Keisha, right? <laughs> Keisha. And also, CEO Hayes is in the building. CEO Hayes, how you doing, man? Thanks for coming by. I'm going to get him in just a few minutes. He's going to come on up. Hey, y'all go ahead. You can keep your mics on. It's cool. Ain't, ain't, no, ain't no shame in the game. Just just, just keep it on. Don't worry about trying to mute yourself. Uh, and you know what? Real quick before we get into some stuff and go in the roundtable, big news. Uh, Castropolis Podcast Network is now streaming. Uh, you guys can check us out. We're going to be doing this show every uh, week live now on the uh, MyTuner radio app. The app is available uh, wherever you get apps. Um, you can actually stream us now on Amazon Fire. you got a Fire Stick. You can check it out there. Apple TV, Roku, uh, Android Car, and also it'll work on Apple CarPlay. Um, you can stream us and stream some of the great shows, just like CEO Hayes is in the building. He's got uh, some excellent shows uh, with his Breaks Media, which we'll be talking about in just a few minutes. Just some amazing podcasts 24-7. Uh, thanks for the partnership uh, with all our folks who um, who listen and also the folks who contribute content. We greatly appreciate it. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, first of all, I do want to shout out and just, uh, you know, for folks who normally listen to the show, uh, I had this young lady on. It, it was probably over a year ago on a different podcast uh, that I hosted. Uh, it was um, uh, GP3, and she is America's number one uh, mental wellness ambassador. Uh, Lakeisha Russell, founder of the Evolving Chair. And you know what? Uh, I got to do this for you, Lakeisha, as we do with all our, our first time guests. I got to give you that. I got to I got to give you some love. OK, because because you don't get on here often. OK, but um, in Milwaukee, of course, you you're still up in Milwaukee. Uh, she is a therapist for children and women based in Milwaukee. Tell us a little bit about what's going on with Evolving Chair. Give us an update. Wow. Um well, first off, thank you for having me back on Tommy B. Um, granted, it's a new podcast, so I'm excited. Um, but it's, it's just growing. The Evolving Chair is growing. Um, for some of you who know, I am a podcaster, too, and my podcast is called The Evolving Chair Podcast. But um, a few weeks ago, I just released that I'm retitling the podcast to Melanin Minds Matter. Hmm, okay. And it'll still focus on breaking the stigma, the shame and fear around everything mental wellness in the black and brown communities. Um, yeah, and I'm just I'm just doing the work, helping our people heal. Excellent. And, uh, you know, I, I bought you on uh, along with other members on the panel. Feel free to jump in via uh, CEO Hayes. You there, CEO? I want to do a quick. OK, how you doing, man? I'm here. Where you I'm at, man? Here. You holding down Ohio? 
<laughs> you know, in, in, in the way that only I can do. <laughs> Award-winning CEO Hayes. We're going to talk about his his uh, his award-winning podcast and his group, uh, his, his media group in just a few minutes. I want you involved in the conversation. You did um, a podcast on the uh, issue uh, the shooting in uh, in Fort Worth. Uh, your last episode, you talked about this a bit, um, but I want to I want to play this for you guys. Make sure you can if you can hear it. Um, one thing I, I will give kudos to the city of Fort Worth. Uh, their pastors, their their um, uh, religious community came together, uh, which you don't see that you haven't seen that with a lot of these shootings in the past. Uh, for press conferences, but let me, let me play. This was a group of pastors who came together, uh, the previous week, just a, a few days ago in Fort Worth. Let's play it. We've saw it, seen it over and over again. And the black community is standing with other people of goodwill mm-hmm. to say clearly and emphatically, we're tired of being treated mm-hmm. like third class citizens. Mm-hmm. Never since to know for whom the bell tolls. It told for our sister, Tatiana Jefferson, 28 years old, pre-med, bright future, but a rogue, reckless, and ruthless police officer went illegally into her backyard, did not declare who he was, and was afraid of his own shadow, and he shot her summarily one shot and killed her. We're standing here clearly to say it's time for somebody else to take control of putting in the right mechanisms to hold the city of Fort Worth and our Fort Worth Police Department accountable when they break local, state, and federal law. So we're declaring that we're sending a letter today that's signed by all of these ministers and organizers and otherwise to the Attorney General of the United States of America, letting him know that our civil rights have been grossly violated, that our human rights are not being taken care of, and that we are Americans like everyone else, and we deserve equal protection under the law. Lakeisha, I want to start with you. Um, As a mental health uh, professional, you know, we've seen, when I started doing the podcast, I actually started my podcasting, uh, probably about three years ago, we had the rash of, of shootings, uh, of unarmed, unarmed, uh, uh, black men back to back. We had the Sandra Bland issue. Uh, we recently had the, uh, Jotham, uh, Botham Joan, which was about a year ago, over a year ago. And now, um, now this, how can, how can black America, because I'm, I'm now, I'm going to be honest with you, you guys, uh, Vi and, and CEO, uh, feel free to jump in as well. Uh, how how do we process this? Because I will be honest with you, um, the more I heard about this story, and, and especially the more I'm hearing about um, this young lady, it, it makes you angry. How 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 should just how should African Americans process this these incident these incidents? So that you know, either I, I guess in in some way. Uh, I hate to say find a positive or find a silver lining, but how how, how should we process this? Well, that's a great question, um, man. And and I always encourage people to process process that anger and be real with it, right? It's okay for us to feel angry, right? Because we look at the individuals whose lives are taken, like that could have been me, that could have been my brother or sister or whomever. And being real with those emotions, we can't just let no longer like put those emotions to the wayside and be like, oh, you know, eventually it'll get better. No, process those emotions. And when I tell people after you've processed those emotions, begin to do some of the work, you know, like those pastors that have come together, who I'm sure have a great platform, right, Mm -hmm. to take the initiative to write the letters to the attorney general, but like connecting with other people, too, who care as much as you do. But begin first with processing those emotions and being real about it. Like I say, it's okay to be angry. Mm-hmm. You know, and knowing that it's okay that we're angry, but we can't stay there. Yeah. You guys had an issue come up in Milwaukee. Uh, was it over? How long How long ago was this when 
um, not necessarily someone. What was it? The uh, the basketball player who was accosted in the um, in the parking lot of a of a just a CVS or or one of the uh, drug stores. I think it may have happened in Milwaukee. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I feel like that was like a year ago, if that. Mm-hmm. Had to be just a, a little bit over a year ago. But I know Milwaukee was pretty much up in arms about how the yeah. police handle that as well. CEO, what are your thoughts, man? Uh, when it comes down to uh, you know, processing this, you know, when, when you first heard about it, how'd you feel? Initially it was hurt. Uh, I think that's the first thing that, that the first feeling that came across me was just feeling hurt by it. And you heard it on the podcast. Like, and then like that, that whole podcast was basically the whole range of emotions I went through. It started off hurt being sad then I was I was pissed off. Mm-hmm. And like Lakeisha said, it's okay to be angry. And I think so often us as black people feel like we have to be controlled, that we don't give ourselves time to process that we're just pissed the hell off. Mm-hmm. And we have to go through that. Um, and then once you process all those emotions and wrap it up, the next thing is, all right, what do you want to do about it? What can you do about it? Even if you don't have a huge platform, you can talk about it on social media. You can you can use the platforms that we all do have with the creation of social media to talk about the outrage of it. And it's not in a, in a way to like rile everyone up to just sit around and be angry, but so you can be productive and talk through those feelings and so that it can be out there that the world knows that we're tired of it. And I, and that's, that's ultimately like where I am with it. I'm tired of us losing our lives, our women, our men losing their lives. And it trying to be like the first thing that initially people do is try to find fault. Well, what were they doing that caused them to get shot? This Mm -hmm. woman was in her house Mm -hmm. playing games with her nephew at two o'clock in the morning when someone shined a light and said that they perceived a threat that they shined a light in, in her house. That's bull. Mm-hmm. And because of that, we do need to talk about that. And we do. We can't let this die down. We can't let this fade out. We need to continue the conversation. Yeah, I agree. Well, you know, here, here are my thoughts, y'all. Um, I agree with you both. Um, and, and I want to play a clip. I want to move on to not necessarily from this, you guys, but, um, you know, the Democratic the debates were this week. And, mm-hmm. you know, what made me even more angry in this situation uh, it was my expectation because it had just occurred that you'd hear something from the black candidates. And and candidly, you didn't hear anything from Kamala Harris. You didn't hear anything from Cory Booker. And we, we taped this podcast on Sunday. Um, and uh, in, in taping uh, the show on Sunday, I had the opportunity to see a lot of the Sunday shows. And I was watching uh, uh, Al Sharpton's uh, Politics Nation. And he had Cory Booker on. And he asked Cory, you know, point blank. You know, uh, you know, uh, Senator Booker, you had the opportunity to say something before or at least address the issue. Why didn't you? And, you know, I'll let you guys deal with his response. It was a little bit awkward. He said he had her name, Tatiana Jefferson and uh, the trans victim who was recently uh, killed and shot, um, you know, was also basically um it was she was you know the the trans victim who um and, and I don't have the name I, I apologize um but uh, he had both names written down but when Julio Castro got to this first he felt there wasn't a need to mention it and and I, I am going to go around and ask but I want to play the clip from the debate from Julian Castro if you guys just take just a minute and listen to this and y'all saw a couple of days ago what happened to uh, Tatiana Jefferson in Fort Worth. A cop showed up at two in the morning at her house when she was playing video games with her, ne- with her nephew. He didn't even announce himself. And within four seconds, he shot her and killed her through her home window. She was in her own home. And so I am not going to give these police officers another reason to go door to door in certain communities because police violence is also gun violence. And we need to address that. Senator Castro, thank you. Yeah, I I wanted to play that because, um, CEO, here's my challenge. And, and I'll, I'll, I'll start with you first, ma'am. When, as black leaders, do you not feel that considering that this issue has been a pretty, a fairly prominent issue, policing in our communities, this isn't anything new. Would you not think that with this being a fresh issue, 
that it would be the, the issue of policing and gun violence would have come up among the black candidates. Do you think? Absolutely. And I think the fact that it doesn't come up as much as what we probably think that it should is that we're kind of desensitized to it. We almost expect it at this point. We, we By the time we get over, and you said earlier, like, uh, should we start healing from it? It's hard to heal from something that continually happens. Every time there's one that dies down, by the time we're trying to get over that, another instance of this happens. So when you say like, should it be talked, should it be discussed more amongst our, or by our candidates? Absolutely. But I honestly think that it, at, at some point in, in some people's minds, it's just, it's almost uh, just per the course. It's just mm-hmm. what happens in this society and it's disgusting. Yeah, it is. I agree. Lakeisha, your, your thoughts. Um, do you think, um, for example, I mean, I, I, I'm not, I'll be honest. I went on Twitter and I let Kamala Harris and Cory Booker have it. And, and one of the things I mentioned was, you know, if you're a black candidate in so many, in, in many instances, um, black candidates will shy away from black issues so that they can appeal to the mainstream. And it hurts our platform because this is a legitimate platform in the African American community. When you are in your home, your own home, and a police officer shoots into your home and you're innocent regardless, even without a search warrant, without announcing the fact that they're a police officer. It's an issue. And it, it, it's an issue if if this had been, quite frankly, in the Hispanic community, AOC would have been all over this in the Latino community. If this had happened in the Bronx, bet you me <laughs> that AOC and the squad would have put this on the forefront. It would have been all over Twitter. It would have been the biggest issue of all time. I, I, I guarantee you. So, Lakeisha, do you think we're we're being fair by asking or holding our black leadership accountable? Do you think that's a fair thing? I mean, is that is that being unfair to them? Because one of the things I will tell you that Booker said was he only had 10 to 15 minutes the entire debate. Mm-hmm. That that was okay. his excuse. That was his excuse. Mm, OK, so I think. Right. Mm-hmm. I think of different situations of us being black, right? Whether we were in the boardroom, the um, courtroom, we expect that other person who's black, Mm -hmm. right, to pull us along or have our side. And so on one hand, right, I'm, I'm, I'm just, you know... So bear with me, y'all. I don't want anybody to be like, what? No. Um, so on one <laughs> no, hand, yeah. I see where he's coming from in the sense of, right, somebody else already addressed it. So I I, I don't want to um, almost like, you know, repeat something else. Mm-hmm. And I can see that end. But on the other end, right, but this is this is an issue in our community, in our community. Mm-hmm. And if we aren't the ones at the forefront of the issues, then who will be it? Yeah, if it's not us. And so do I think it's unfair for us to hold them to a regard to address the black issues? I don't think it's unfair. However, I do see where he was coming from with him saying he only had 10 or 15 minutes and having somebody else already address it. However, right. For him being a black man to, to bring this issue up because it, it's an issue that we face every day in our media. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I just uh, you know it's it's tough for me, and and maybe I'll I'll uh, with that advice, uh, Lakeisha. <laughs> I mean I mean I'll I'll, uh, I'll take that into consideration and maybe soften my stance a bit. But you know it, it's it's been going on for too long. I mean quite frankly, um, and and I will tell you that police violence is also gun violence, which is his quote is is a bumper sticker, and it should be. You know, um, and I mean, it definitely is a hashtag for me. Um, so, um, you know, we'll, we'll see. I, I, I call it the it's almost like the Obama conundrum, um, you know. Um, and one of the things that that Obama did when he first became president was the fact that he had to say, I'm the president for all people, you know, and and to some extent for a lot of people in the beginning that rubbed a lot of black people the, the wrong way. Because, you know, not, you know, not expecting him to, you know, deal with black issues 24 seven all the time and shut everybody else out, but at least acknowledge the community. And, and I, you know, my, my challenge with I don't think we can afford another leader like that when when I, I don't think we can afford that again. So I, I, Castro has impressed me. I mean, can I, y'all mind if I play another clip from from and, and I'm not candidly, I've not endorsed anybody. Uh, you know, I, I don't, uh, you know, Castro is, is what, right around 1%, 2%, if that. 
but I do want to play something he did or said back in April 2019. Uh, do y'all mind if I play this? Is it cool? I'm yeah, gonna, that's cool. Go I'm, ahead. I'm going to go ahead and play this clip. Good evening, Secretary Castro. You have previously stated that you support race-based reparations for blacks who have suffered because of slavery, segregation, and housing inequalities. In your opinion, what would be the best way to implement reparations? Yeah, thank you very, first of all, thank you for your support. Uh, and, uh, and also, thanks for the question. Yeah, so uh, this issue came up. People have asked me about reparations. And, you know, the way that I think about this is um, that I believe that we have never fully addressed in this country the original sin of slavery. And that because of that, we have never truly healed as a country. Um, and I've said that, you know, if we compensate people under our Constitution, uh, if we take their property, why wouldn't you compensate people who actually were considered property and sanctioned as property by the state? And sometimes people say, you know, they'll ask me, well, um, nobody today was a slave owner and nobody today that's living was a slave. And I say, you know, if somebody is out there that's 25 years old and they say, why, why are you talking to me? You know, I never owned slaves. I'd say that, you know, that 25-year-old person uh, never fought in the Pacific. That 25-year-old person never had a hand in writing the Constitution of our great country. That 25-year-old person never marched with the women who were marching for the power to vote. They didn't march at the Edmund Pettus Bridge. But when that 25-year-old person goes around the world, in many places they're treated with great respect because they're an American. I want to stop it there. Uh, any thoughts? I'll throw it out there for you guys. Um, and, and the reason I play that is because you know, there, you know, in some cases, people will say a few things just to kind of pander. But I, I think he, he's the real deal when it comes down to at least being willing to address some issues that probably won't make him the most popular, but who understands. And, and of course, he was um, the HUD secretary. So I know he dealt with this a lot uh, in, in the Obama administration. But but um, he does come come across very genuine. You know, so any thoughts? I'll throw it out there. Um, I agree. Like he sounds very genuine. Um, and I love the fact, right, he is addressing issues that are close to home and near and dear to many of our hearts in the community. And so I, I do appreciate that. Yeah. CEO. I agree. I, I agree. I like I like the, his approach on it. I like the fact that he's is addressing it and I like how he brings it all home and makes it make sense to people who may not have thought of, thought about it from that same uh, perspective. So I'm, I, I really like the way he addressed it. Yeah. And, and you know what? When I heard him say that, when I heard how he addressed it, um, you know, candidly, it gave me a different look on on who he is as a candidate. Uh, quite frankly, um, you know, looking at the, the percentages and where he falls, he has no chance. But candidly, he might be he might wind up on somebody's ticket. So, you know, I'm definitely he's definitely on my radar right now. OK, all right. We're going to move on one more thing. And of course, you know, you know, this is uh, some of the hard news we deal with at the beginning of the podcast. Um, you know, uh, Lakeisha Russell, uh, evolving chair. Uh, I, I do want to ask you um, something about 45. Uh, our president, mm -hmm. our, as, as Vince likes to call him, he doesn't call him president. He calls him resident. Um, how, how do you think when, when we initially talked, it's been over a year, I think we addressed how people's psyche, what was the psyche then? Do you, do you have people coming into your office and do they mention, uh, what's going on in the country? And, and I know specifically, uh, of course, you got counselor client privilege. Uh, so you got to be careful about what you say, <laughs> but, but still, do you, right. do you have people who mention you know, some of the things that are going on within the country? Yes. Um, just like what over the summer with all those mass shootings down in Texas, like I had several clients like that came in back to back, just feeling the weight of that mm -hmm. and carrying that and not knowing how to process those things. Um, and, you know, 
and their day-to-day interactions with other people um, outside of their race and how heavy they feel it is because of, you know, who's in charge of the U.S. as of right now. And so I do unfortunately have clients that are are, are walking around and carrying those things because of what's going on in today's society. And I feel like it's heightened, you know, um, with even our last time, you know, um, doing this a year ago. So, yeah. What about you, uh, Hayes? What, what, What are your thoughts? You I mean, as a you're a podcaster, um, I know you deal with a wide range of, of, of topics, man. You, you know, you're everywhere from Marvel, universe, movies. You do it all. Um, has, has politics been popping up more or do people shy away from it? A lot of people do shy away from it. And a lot of people will honestly, at least in that I uh, interact with, because that's a question I almost ask any new interviewee on my podcast. Like, do, are they paying attention to politics? And some people actually honestly feel like it's almost too much for them uh, to take all in. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's, I think it's a lot of people have interest in it, mm-hmm. but if it's your, if, if it's like your first election really getting into politics or your first time really trying to dig deep and understand what all these buzzwords and, and everything means in politics, it can be a bit overwhelming. So I feel mm-hmm. like that's where like my place as a podcaster is to kind of break it down as much as I can for you. So you can listen to it and take it in and then try to take that that little nugget that I give you and then educate yourself further on it. I, I think that there's a the interest in politics is almost at an all time high from mm-hmm. my perspective. Yeah. But people are still scared to jump into it because it can just be overwhelming. Agreed. I agree. I do want to play this clip, though. And, you know, I'm, I'm clip heavy today because it was just one of those weeks, quite frankly. And, and I will tell you, one of my biggest frustrations has been, um, and you get, you guys have heard the term. I know Lakeisha, uh, Miss Russell, uh, Counselor Russell. I know you've heard the term gaslighting. Yeah. <laughs> what does gaslighting mean to you? That's another term. Kind of, kind of explain to people what you think gaslighting, what, what it means to you. Yeah. So to me, when I hear people talking about gaslighting, um, the first thing that comes to mind is trying to find the words to, to phrase it like just like second guessing mm-hmm. um, and not being able to figure out things. Yeah. So those are like the first thing that pops into my head when I think of gaslighting. Yeah. And one of the things that this administration is known for is gaslighting. And, and you know, basically it's who you going to believe me or your lying eyes. And most of the folks mm-hmm. who are their followers will blindly say, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. And they, they just immediately follow uh, this week. And the reason I want to play this is I think and I'm not saying it's a it's a term, but it's progress when you've got members of 45's party who are saying this guy is wrong. And mm-hmm. one of the things that came up, um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, his name is. um Admiral uh, McRaven, William McRaven. Uh, he um, is a well-respected admiral. Uh, he's one of the guys who actually orchestrated, I think, the uh, Osama bin Laden um, takedown uh, under with Obama. Uh, but I want to play this clip because he basically uh, says that um, the republic is under attack and it's under attack by the president. So let me play this. And this is courtesy of Jake Tapper uh, from CNN. Let me first of all ask you, our republic is under attack from the president. How? Yeah, well, I made two points uh, in the op-ed, Jake. First was that, you know, if you want to destroy an organization, any organization, you destroy it from within, you destroy it from without. And then what you do is you convince everybody that you're doing the right thing. So when you take a look at what the president has done, He's undermined the intelligence community, the law enforcement community, the Department of Justice, the State Department. He has called the press the enemy of the American people. And I will tell you, I've fought a lot of America's enemies. The press is not the enemy of the American people. Then you take a look at uh, undermining us from without. He's obviously left, uh, left our allies, the Kurds, on the battlefield. We feel like we have betrayed them. He's undermined uh, our NATO allies. He's taken us out of the JCPOA and the TPP. And and really, the international community has lost faith in America. And then throughout the course of all of this, he's convinced us that he's doing it for all the right reasons. And I think that is really what is uh, what is troubling. But if I can, 
The other part of the op-ed that I think is equally important is that I think Trump forgets that we are a nation of values, that we are not just transactional. He's a transactional president. He believes that it's only good if it is good for us. But he forgets that we're the same nation that fought Nazism and fascism and imperialism and communism and terrorism. And we did that not because it was just good for us, but because it was the right thing to do. And the men and women in the military and the intelligence community and the law enforcement community, those people, those Americans believe that these values are important. I don't believe the president fully understands that. I want to just jump in and, and just open it up to anybody who wants to make a comment or if you don't want to make a comment. Since we quiet, I'm going to throw it to you, Hayes. <laughs> you might oh, go-to, man. man. I'm still trying to process. Uh, no, I, I got you. But don't go to me first. All right, well, let, me, let, first. let me say this. And, and it ain't, you know, he said a lot in that. In, in my opinion, the the challenge for me um, from with, with 45 and his president is from day one, I couldn't believe people couldn't see exactly what he's saying. That's what troubles me. Do you understand what I'm saying? My point is, how long has this guy been in office? <laughs> you know, and y'all are just now saying this. You know, he was a threat to the republic really not too long after inauguration day. This has been going on for a long time. And and that's my I guess has been my concern. Uh what took you so long is my point. You know, so uh, that was Admiral William McRaven. And, and you know, we, we can leave it at that. But in, any other comments, uh, you know, after what I've said, you know, um, I'll, I'll leave it at that. I, I saw Lakeisha bounce in and bounce out. She's back. Just to go back to the, the gaslighting, you know, um, it, it's so unfortunate, right? Because that's like the highest level of manipulation. Mm-hmm. And so when you do have those people that are undermining or trying to make you seem almost as if you're losing your mind yeah. um, and it's if they've never said anything and you're like, but wait, you did do this. Oh no, you, you're being too sensitive. You're taking it the wrong way. Yeah. Um, that's something for us to be leery of and be very careful, especially even with the, the presidential race right now of, you know, potential candidates. So for people just to be really cautious of that, of what they're hearing yeah. and making sure that those things are lining up. So we aren't even more manipulated, right? Yeah, agreed. And, and I'll tell you one of the things that I like to do with this podcast is source. Um, if there's any information that we give, any clips we play, that's why I play clips. People say, well, why do you play a bunch of clips? Because I want, I want my audience to hear it from the horse's mouth instead of me quoting quotes and, 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 you know, citing ads and, 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 and articles. We do make sure we do that within our podcast, but hearing it from the horse's mouth and, and hearing some of these clips kind of brings it home. So I'll leave it at that. Any other thoughts? And we're going to move on to something a little bit lighter. How about that? <laughs> I know it's been heavy. All right, y'all. Hey, uh, I definitely appreciate it. Now, uh, Councilor Russell, you can hang around if you'd like. Uh, but I do want to, uh, we're going to take it. You, you got some time. You're going to hang with us. We got about, you know, we got about yeah, 20 if minutes. I have left. Some time. <laughs> All right. Good, 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 good. Hey, um, Awake and Soul podcast, uh, CEO Hayes, uh, I got to say congratulations to you, man. Uh, recently awarded. Uh, tell us first, what's the award? What, what, what were you, you guys awarded? Breaks Media. Tell, tell us a little bit about so, that. So the Breaks Media, as a, as a collective, we were, we were nominated for the best podcast network of the year and we won. Excellent. But then we also had individual podcasts that are on our team win for best creative content mm-hmm. and best niche podcasts and uh, change the subject one for best creative content and a few screws loose, which is a podcast that is that's led by, led by black men who specifically discuss their struggles with mental health, um, which I think is important in the community. They won as the best niche podcast. Dan and Paul. Overall, the, <laughs> yeah, over, overall, the team. <laughs> The team, we, we we walked away from three awards. We were actually nominated in every category but one we had a podcast in. Mm-hmm. We won those. Things. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. And you've been doing, how long have you been doing podcasting? Um, I've been in the podcasting game for five or six years, but uh, I was doing sports and it wasn't just my podcast. I started taking it more seriously with The Awakened Soul, which launched almost exactly two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, So that's when I really started taking it seriously as far as, 
the import I wanted to discuss the important and deep content. And uh the Breaks Media has been around for only 10 months. We launched at the beginning of this year. So the fact that we were able to win as the best podcast network only 10 months in the game has just been completely crazy because yeah. I didn't expect it. That is phenomenal, man. You are definitely engaged. And I will say, you know, I want to say thank you to, you know, CEO with him being on the show. Uh, because when I approached him and said, hey, man, can we stream, you know, your your content on on the Castropolis uh, streaming network, man, without a doubt, he came back and said, sure, man, what do, what do we need to do? Uh, and uh, it's been a good partnership. Definitely. Uh, I appreciate what you guys are doing. Um, definitely. Dan and Paul. Uh, I don't know if you've had uh, a, a chance to listen to them, Lakeisha, but uh, they deal with some heavy issues. I mean, they really go deep. And and uh, they are definitely impressive in terms of, you know, how they deal with their issues and, and how, you know, with them being transparent, it's really helpful for others. Uh, it's a great show to listen to. And, uh, you know, so kudos to you, man. Keep up the great work. Keep up the great work. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate um, it. Uh, with the... Um, with that said, y'all, I, I, I do want to, you know, just a couple. Uh, we, we normally do around this time um, our tea with Tanya B. <laughs> and Tanya B is on the road. So you got to do some tea with Tommy B. How about that? You, y'all going to hang with me just a minute? And, uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> all right. I know. I mean, I mean, normally we get real ratchet around this time as we're about to wrap up the podcast as we get lighter. But, uh, you know, feel free to, you know, do your thing. It's up to you. Uh, let me say this. Um, the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominees came out this week. Uh, I'm not sure if y'all heard about it. Uh, Whitney Houston has been nominated. She's up. Uh, Notorious B.I.G. Uh, is up. Uh, Rufus and Shaka Khan uh, up. And, and I'm going to mention these guys only because I'm old school. I'm old school hip hop. So Kraftwerk. Y'all, y'all ever heard of Kraftwerk? First of all, let me let me say that. I have not. Uh, you have, uh, Damn. I, and I'm a hip hop head and I've never heard of Kraftwerk. Let me, what about you? Vi, you there? Help me out. <laughs> oh, I, I haven't heard of Kraftwerk myself neither. If y'all heard the song Numbers. Ein, Swine, Five, Fear, Seek, Seven. It's basically, let me say this to you. Trans Europe Express was done. And it was basically, um, if you've ever heard, you heard the song Planet Rock. Okay. You've heard Planet Rock. All right. The, the, the melody, that melody is from Kraftwerk. Kraftwerk basically created the electronic genre. They were doing electronic music like in the 60s. And it, it's amazing. I can't believe, man, I'm old school. Y'all don't remember numbers? <laughs> Twitter front? Yeah. I, thought I, was, I thought I was on the street. I don't remember numbers. Oh, y'all remember? Oh, damn. I knew I should have bought that. I knew I should have played it on the podcast. Yes, I just don't remember the, uh, the name of it. Oh, crap. Oh, we're going to play this back and y'all going to kick yourselves when you listen. When you Go back after the podcast and play numbers. I may look it up before we get out of here. But but basically, Whitney Houston, Notorious B.I.G. and Rufus were among the black. If you remember last year, Janet Jackson was actually, uh, she went in. She made it. But did you know that um, the uh, Hall of Fame is only like 8% women, female? Uh, so this, the other, and I'm not sure if y'all, I know if y'all don't, if y'all don't know, well, Kraftwerk's kind of tough, but the other names on the list, Pat Benatar, you ever heard of Pat Benatar? Yeah. Heard of Pat Benatar. Okay. Mm-mm. <laughs> I've heard of Pat Benatar. CEO, what about you? I have not. Damn. Wow. The Doobie Brothers. I've heard of the Doobie Brothers. CEO? I know who the Doobie Brothers are. Okay. Uh, Lakeisha? I don't. I, I think it's that millennial <laughs> part of me. <laughs> All right. All right. Depeche Mode. Absolutely. Okay. No. Depeche, Depeche Mode. <laughs> Dave Matthews. Yes, Dave Matthews Band. Yes, right. I've heard of that. Yeah. Judas Priest. I've heard of it. Not a fan of it, but yeah. Okay. CEO? Yes. Lakeisha? No. <laughs> Damn, you're becoming more like Lakeisha Grant. <laughs> you got to fade out, man. <laughs> I'm joking with you. Okay, Motorhead. Yeah. Hard Rock. Uh, Nine Inch Nails. I know y'all know Nine Inch Nails. Absolutely. No. Okay. Todd Rundgren? Rundgren? No. Uh-uh. Soundgarden? 
yeah. T-Rex, mm-hmm. and the last one was Thin Lizzy. All right. Thin Lizzy, I know. Okay, Thin Lizzy. Oh, it's cool. Okay. All right, well, just wanted to mention, uh, and I think in January, uh, the voting is final, and they'll make the announcement of who makes it in. But do y'all, do y'all think it's time for Whitney? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's long overdue. Yeah, I'm with you on that. It's long overdue. Okay. And what about what's, Notorious? What's the criteria for you? What's the criteria? Well, let me say this. Um, and, you know, CEO, you do a lot of music shows as well. One of the things, the controversy about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is a lot of rock and roll people feel like it's too broad. So when you bring in like a Notorious B.I.G. or some of the hip hop or even somebody who's more pop, like a Whitney, they don't feel it, it meets the category of quote unquote rock and roll. Um, well, I'm with, go ahead. I'm with them on that if it's, if it's rock and roll, because I don't see anything about rock and roll as a Whitney and a Biggie. I mean, that's, I mean, that's R&B and rap. Okay. I got an argument on that. What are your thoughts, CEO? Whitney, wouldn't they should have been? I don't see any arguments with that. I don't know why they wouldn't have been in. Like, what well, Eminem's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame already, correct? I think so. I think Eminem is. Yeah. So yeah, if he's in, Whitney and Big should have been in. Yeah. Right. Well, let me let me say Rock and Roll just to, yeah. I mean, Rock and Roll just to be just for great music. Yeah. Not just Rock and Roll. Well, you know the key is, and and a lot of there's an argument about R and B because R and B and blues, blues is the foundation of rock and roll. You know, and with with rhythm and blues, basically R&B is foundational, you know, even with hip hop, you know, a lot of the a lot of the music that's used, uh, you know, it's all foundational. So, you know, I I think that with it's they're going to eventually have to break it up. Uh, I know there's a a rap hall of fame, um, but I do believe like artists who are as big as 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 notorious B.I.G., or I think Tupac. Did Tupac make it? Is he, is he already in? I got to. No, no, he's not in. I don't believe so. Yeah, I don't think Tupac's in yet. But um, wow. we'll see how it goes this this uh, this go round. Uh, but that's the big argument. And and again, the other big argument, the big controversy this year, is the fact that they only have eight percent. That the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is only eight percent female. Okay. Uh, moving on, just a couple of things um, in entertainment this week. Uh, Tyler Perry, check it out. His new show is launched this Wednesday on uh, BET. So you've got um, The Oval that's dropping on Wednesday and also Sisters. Have y'all heard much on The Oval, Tyler Perry? Any any reviews or anything? I've, I haven't, I've seen uh, the commercials on it. I haven't any reviews on it, though. No reviews. Okay. What about you, CEO? You heard anything about it? No, and that's because I know this is probably going to be controversial, but I try to steer clear from Tyler Perry content, so no. Okay. No, I mean, everybody has their opinion on Tyler. You know, either you love him or you hate him. Lakeisha, what about you? Have you heard much? About his his BET launch, I have not heard much. I think I've heard a little more about the show Sisters because mm-hmm. I think people are hoping that it's not like a generic girlfriends, mm-hmm. but if you know, you know what I mean. But like, if it's great as girlfriends mm-hmm. and just not like, oh, that wasn't great. Yeah, yeah. Did you like being Mary Jane? Did you ever check that out? I loved it. <laughs> yeah. I loved it mm-hmm. on yeah. B, and that was on BET. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Also, this Friday, y'all, uh, at 3 a.m., 3.01, to be exact, uh, Dolomite Is My Name will premiere on Netflix. Uh, it's already right. been out in a few theaters. Uh, just go on the round table. Um, I'm excited about it, quite frankly. I'm excited about it for Eddie. Um, now, you and I, Vi, are the older in the bunch. Um, the other part of the crew is more millennial. I'm going to start with... I'm going to put Lakeisha on the spot. Now, I know you know nothing. <laughs> you know nothing about Rudy Ray Moore. But are you excited about Eddie Murphy coming back? So I, I like Eddie. I like Eddie Murphy. Um, now, don't like. No, no, no. Okay, I mean, no, be, look, but I, just keep it real. Like, well, I love Eddie Murphy like in like other movies I've seen him in. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> so you came along, Eddie Murphy, when he was doing Doctor Doolittle, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and coming to America—that's like my okay. movie. Yeah, coming to America, coming to America. Yeah, okay. All right, what about you, Hayes? What, do you think folks are excited about Eddie Murphy coming back? I, I, I think so. I think uh, Eddie Murphy is 
one of the greatest comedians of our time. And I think for so long, people don't really see him as a comedian because he was doing the corny family movies for so long. Mm -hmm. But but no, Eddie Murphy is one of the greatest comedians of all time. And I hear rumors of him coming doing another stand up special for Netflix. So I hope that this does great. So Mm -hmm. we can get another stand up, another uncut. Raw stand-up from Eddie Murphy. Sign me up for it. But I'm, I'm going to support this anyway because Rudy Ray Moore is another great Ugh. comedian and our stories need to be told. And because of that, I really hope this does great. Let me tell y'all, hey, um, Lakeisha, do you have um, Apple Music or you have Spotify? What do you what do you stream? Stream on? I have Spotify. I am Team Android. Team Android. Okay. Look for Rudy Ray Moore albums. <laughs> but don't but, right. but have your headphones on. <laughs> don't, Be don't play it on speaker. Don't play it on speaker. Please put the headphones on. And make sure there are no kids around. Put the headphones on. Because actually when this is that's what made Dolomite. You know, that's what made Rudy Ray Moore Rudy Ray Moore. And if you don't understand the Rudy Ray Moore albums and where he came from, I think you have a better appreciation for Netflix. The uh, Dolomite is my name. If you listen, but don't listen to too much, Lakeisha, because I, you know, you ain't Lakeisha Grant. <laughs> you Lakeisha Russell. I, let me let me go back. Let me let me change that. All right. Uh, by the way, and also um, Eddie's Eddie's gonna be doing SNL soon. So that's going to be a big deal. And, and and CEO, you mentioned he's doing more for Netflix with that $70 million deal he did with Netflix, uh, seven zero million. Mm-hmm. He better be doing more for Netflix yeah. at that, at that, at that price point. So, and also y'all, um, Saturday night live next week, we take the show on Sunday. So the Saturday upcoming chance, the rapper, is going to be hosting and performing. Hey, you know, you, you, you're a hip hop head. Um, Hayes, uh, wh- wh- where do you, where do you put chance in the, in the, on the spectrum? Okay. So rewind. Okay. There we go. Go Chan- ahead. <laughs> Chancellor as a rapper is one of the most overrated rappers in this generation uh he's had one verse that has really spoke to me and that is on the damn what was the name of the kanye song he was on i i'm at the loss of the word at the words the 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 name of the song he did with kanye but when you really look at at chance the rapper Mm -hmm. he's had he had a a meteoric rise but as a hip-hop head as me listening to the content and the way chance is born yeah he's boring as hell and he stands out right now just because of how lame the rest of the game is like i and so as i respect him as an artist i respect what he tries to do some of his production is some of the best but as just a pure hip-hop head rapper chance doesn't do it for me and he never will i keep waiting for that i keep trying to give him a chance because i think he has the potential but chance is just corny as hell to me that's just my opinion do you think he'll make a good host and perform absolutely i think i think in, in stuff like that he's great Mm-hmm. He's a great personality. He's a smart dude. Um, and he's funny. Like I like I, I get more entertainment out of his social media posts than his actual music. So for that, I think he's gonna do great at it. So he's better with the Kit Kat bars uh than he is <laughs> <laughs> as a rapper. Yeah, like get, like 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 give him give him a TV show like a sitcom. Yeah. I'll watch it probably every week, never turn away from it. His music, <laughs> no, I'm good on that. So. Is he kind of like uh, 20, 2019 Fresh Prince? There you go. That is a perfect compare. That that is I didn't think about that. That is perfect for him. That's exactly what he is. Okay, y'all didn't hear it from. Well, I want I want uh, I want some uh, some 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 royalties if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody shoot shoot me some money if that happens. Okay, but you heard it from you heard it on this podcast first. All right. Uh, hey y'all! At that point, I, I'm I'm just gonna do a quick roundtable. Any any uh, closing thoughts or any feedback? Um, what's what's on your mind, CEO? What you got going on? Just in, it, what, will, anything? Just shoot it out there. All I want to say is I and I, I I think it's doing great in the ratings. I know they're already fil- filming season two, but Wu Tang and American Story on Hulu. We need. I feel like as a culture, we need to be embracing more outwardly. I know it's getting the numbers, but this show is doing a great job and not focusing just on the music. It's telling the stories behind the members of the Wu-Tang Clan. Mm-hmm. And 
to see them come together and what they had to go through to just even be- form a group or even get along. Mm. And the fact that this story is being told, and I think we're living in a time where our stories are finally being given the respect because they're putting our people at the head of it. We uh, like straight out of Compton now with the Wu-Tang uh, series, uh, what they're doing here. I know 50s doing something on the, on the black mafia on BMF. And I really just want us to support and realize that right now in cinema. Oh, and also um, Ava DuVernay and what, what she did um, with the central park five. Mm-hmm. This is a time where you see like, our stories aren't just being told but as the flashy thing. It's being given the reverence that it so deserves yeah. and the respect. And they're treating these like real films and TV shows like they should. And I think we need to lift those up. I get it. I know the the comedy shows and the blackish and like we talked about Saturday Night Live. I get it. Those are all entertaining. But when they're truly telling our stories and the pain that are in them, I think that that needs to be heralded as much as well. Let me let me say this about Wu, man. I'm glad you mentioned Wu-Tang because, I mean, I'm in the South. I'm in Atlanta. Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang has been regional. It's been very, even though I think throughout worldwide, throughout the country, um, Wu-Tang, Wu-Tang is mentioned, the Wu-Tang clan. In the South, probably not as much weight is given to Wu-Tang that you would get in the North, Northeast, Midwest, and so on. But the the depth of those guys when it comes down to their creativity is amazing, you know? And, and I'm glad you mentioned that because for maybe, um, uh, I guess I would say, you know, a generation of, of, of hip-hop heads who didn't grow up or appreciate Wu-Tang as much will appreciate what you're, what, you know, this documentary and these, these stories. I, I agree with you, man. Um, I mean, even going back to ODB, uh, you know, just a lot of these, these guys are genius, man, and how they came up with the concept and how they've carried on the concept, you know, and they make a lot of money. Am I, do they mention that? <laughs> in, <laughs> do, do they mention that in the documentary? I mean, not everyone, but, but, you know, they've, they've grossed, they've done quite well. You know, they've, they've, they've done quite well. Anything else, Ah, uh, No, that's all I got right now. What about you, Lakeisha? Anything else? What's going on with the, uh, your counseling, uh, organization, uh, uh your, your program? What's, what's happening there? Um, so I will actually be hosting my inaugural mental health gala next May, um, May 2nd, matter of fact. So I'm excited about that. Um, just, you know, com- um, really committed to pushing that narrative that talking about mental health and going to therapy should be just as normal as people talk about, you know, weight loss, um, their spiritual health. So just continue to push that so our people can begin to heal. And once they begin to heal, then they can really do the work with when it comes to advocacy and things like that. So, yes. Yeah, very good. Very good. And and how can people contact you? Um, people can connect with me on Instagram at Lakeisha LPC or at The Evolving Chair. Um, they can go to my website, www.theevolvingchair.com. Um, yeah. So just stay connected. Yeah. And I'll make sure we have your information on the on the um, podcast page as well. What about you, CEO? I, I forgot to ask. I mean, how, how can people contact you, man? Oh, you can follow me at CEO Hayes at CEO H-A-I-Z-E. You can also follow my podcast at Awaken Soul Pod or at The Awaken Soul Pod, just depending on what platform you're looking for me at. And then lastly, I know I got a lot to plug. You can follow uh, my media company where you can see all of our lovely podcasts. That's at The Breaks Media on every social media platform. Excellent. Good stuff. And thank you again, man, for for being a part of our, our streaming network, man. We greatly appreciate uh, your content. You guys do a phenomenal job. Definitely do a phenomenal job. Hey, my man, Vi. Hey, I know I know people ain't going to contact you, Vi, but you got any, any closing thoughts? <laughs> yeah, I want to say uh, one thing uh, about us. What I have a problem with, I always say we should be forgiven. And I've been a Christian myself about this shooting, about this lady who got killed in the house. We have a right to hold the police accountable. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of hearing folks say it was an accident, it was a mistake. Okay, made a mistake. But just because it's a mistake does not mean you still should not pay for the crime that you did. Mm-hmm. And I think we'll hold them more accountable and make them pay for the crime. Maybe they'll think about it before they start shooting us yeah. in our house. Yeah. I mean, it's bad we can shoot on the street, but now we can shoot in our own house. 
Yeah. That is just wrong in so many ways. We should stop saying forgive and forget. No, you need to pay for that mistake. I know you're a cop, but you think you need to go to jail like another criminal. You are a criminal now. No, no more forgiveness. I forgive you, but you still need to, you still need to serve your time. Well, I don't think candidly Fort Worth is going to let that happen because on day one, they said there will be no hugs. You know, the, right. the black community stepped up. The father stepped up. Unfortunately, they're going through, uh, you know, there's some squabbling within the family and, and we'll keep you posted on this. But, um, you know, there's some, you know, of course, internal squabbles when it comes down to, uh, you know, the body. Um, but yeah, uh, I heard the funeral got canceled. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, you know, as we taped the podcast, uh, the funeral was actually supposed to happen this weekend. It did not uh, because of some controversy. But hopefully they'll work that out. Um, you know, this is now candidly, it's bigger than their family. And, and you know, it's it's a, you know, we need to make sure that um, it, it doesn't you know, we don't present. A, a, a negative picture to the world. So hopefully they'll they'll work that out. Hey y'all. Um, yeah, go ahead. One more thing. Go ahead. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. I mean, I just think our Christian values are great, mm-hmm. but we need to hold them accountable. You can be a Christian and still hold them accountable to the man laws that we're that, that we're living by. I agree. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. I'm with you. Hey y'all. Don't forget. Go to ballotpedia.org. When especially as Vi mentioned, when you talk about where the candidate stands in terms of laws. Uh, you can see where they do stand at ballotpedia.org. We always make sure we have that on the podcast page. Uh, so definitely go there. Don't forget, uh, you can follow us on Twitter at uh, the G Podcast One or on Instagram. This is the G Podcast. Email this is the G Podcast at gmail.com. And don't forget, support us on Patreon. Keep the stream going. Keep the lights on. Keep all that stuff rolling. Yeah, you could go to castropolis.net, everything there. CEO Hayes, man, I appreciate you being on. Thanks for taking the time. Uh, Lakeisha Russell, the revolving, uh, the evolving chair and, and soon to be, give me the name on the new, on the new, um, concept. Yeah. Melanin Minds Matter. Excellent. Okay. And, and, and Vi, my brother from another mother, I greatly appreciate you being on the show. And with that, y'all, episode six is in the can and we out of here. Peace. Peace out. Peace. You've been listening to the G podcast with your host, Tommy B. The G podcast is a production of the Castropolis podcast network. Thanks for listening.